Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. Dollar at a time, 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 time. Josh! It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teols. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us, pinballprofile at gmail.com. Please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher and check us out on Instagram at Pinball Profile. Very proud to be the official podcaster of Indisc, which we're going to be talking about today. But today is a special day. Today, our favorite person in the world turns 40, and he joins us here today. Josh Sharp, happy birthday, my best friend. Is, is Instagram a new thing? Do you even listen? I've been plugging it for a few months now. Maybe since... I, it, it, it was just like I'm very used to the cadence of your your intro plugs, and that just that sounded out of place to me. So it's like, see something, say something. <laughs> I'm not allowed to mix it up. I'm not allowed to come into the 21st century uh, minus my 20. Or Friendster, visit us on Friendster. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Josh, you've turned 40 years old. Welcome to the club. It's going to be a fun time for the couple of months that I, I join you in this club. Do you feel 40? So, would you air this if I died tonight and didn't actually turn 40? That would be the worst, right? So there you go. Once again, we're actually not on your birthday. This is the day before your birthday. I wanted to get you while you're still sharp because once you once you turn 40, things start to slip. Your vision starts to go. You might have to throw on glasses at some point. Your father has glasses. Maybe you'll need them. Certainly, going to the bathroom in the, in the middle of the night more often seems to be a thing. No, no, just wear diapers. I, I'm actually pretty good there. Prostate's fine, but this isn't prostate profile. That's the next podcast. You know, you have to be careful. When you're 40, you always have to kind of sharpen your mind, keep your skills intact too. So I've put together this little trivia quiz for you just to see oh, how good your pinball knowledge is now that you're 40. Here we go. All answers are one word. I'll even make it easier for you, okay? okay. All answers All right. are one word. Recently, the third Elvira game was made by Stern. How many KISS games are there? If there's more than two, I can't think of a third. I'm going to go with two. Your answer is two. Okay. How many sons do you have that you know of? <laughs> well, one for sure. The other one looks... One word answers, jerk. Oh, sorry. I'm going to go with two asterisk. Okay. Fill in the blank. From rags, uh, blank riches. <laughs> That would be from Rags. Two riches. Two is the answer. Okay. Two. Two is the answer. One more question. You're, you're three for three so far. Go for it. Yeah. Recently, we played head-to-head in the Classics at Expo. You and I, mono a mono. In the two games we played, in which you picked both games, I believe, how many losses did you have? Was that was our match two nothing? Car hop. Flash Gordon. Don't you remember right oh, as yeah. as I went oh, ahead of you in Flash Gordon? You kicked me right before I... <laughs> <laughs> I went that's past right, you. That's right. That's right. Uh, that would be two. Okay. So there you go. You you know your stuff. I do. Yeah. I'm on it. All right. An expert Very at good. all things Very two. Good. Josh Sharp. Forty man. This I is actually, a big it, deal. It took, it took it took me after the second question before I knew where you were going. That was good. That was good. Okay, Josh. I've put together a special present for you for your birthday. You will see on the post on Facebook. A lot of people wanted to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> Very nice. Hold on. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's a lot more. You're such a dick. Happy birthday. I said, look, Josh is turning 40. What would you say to Josh 
on his 40th, and it's kind of like a grassroots promotion. They all put this, and you can see it on our Facebook, but uh, I guess they liked our last podcast. They thought some good ideas might have been there. Yeah, well, you, uh, you'll, you'll post these, right? Dude, I have a hundred of them. Oh, that's... <laughs> very good. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Who's the dog? Emoto's dog. <laughs> very good. Very good, sir. Good job. Do you know how many people after that last podcast came up to me and said, congratulations, like deadpan serious, congratulations. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, I hear you're going to be the new president of the IFPA. Yeah, I, said, I, got enough, I got enough of that too. We did a good job. I said, well, couldn't you tell it was kind of a joke? And no, they could not, I guess. We were on our game. <laughs> we, were, we were on it. But there were some good ideas that came out of there. You must have gotten grilled a little bit. Although, I mean, my favorite one happened almost the day after the women's board. So that was already in place, wasn't it? No, absolutely not, man. I, we had our conversation, and the things that I pulled off in 20... I was so just excited and just regenerated with passion that the 24 hours after our talk, I put that whole thing together. <laughs> so really, it's, it's, it's really you. Well... Stop it. I'm blushing. The freckles are joining. (laughs) So do you think you have what it takes to get into IFPA 17 now that you had that last little push, a little success at Expo, a lot more at Free Play Florida? By the way, Free Play Florida, I think I knocked out a Classics too. I did that one as well as Expo. I knocked myself out of that Classics. That was was pretty garbage. It was the game Grand Slam. You and your brother both killed on that game. And I saw the... You didn't look at how many... I played it like 740 times just to put up a mediocre score on it. But it was the Chicago Cubs knob on there. I was thinking, that's the kiss of death for those uh, Illinois boys. I so, think I'm going to make it now. I think I was one Nick Mueller house ball away in the first round of the Open Finals that went my way. That, no uh, kidding. He had a free compensation ball in Grand Prix. needed 70000 A did. couple of rips. You're there. Boom. I, I was already booking my standby flight. My bag was packed. I was, I was a foot out of the, the room. Now, you think you are going to make it. Between now and this weekend, there's the German ho-ho. Who knows how many Germans can make it into this IFPA 17? And, of course, how many Europeans will actually come? I guess you would notice from IFPA championships in the past, when it's in North America, there are less Europeans that come, and especially somewhere like Florida, too. Fort Myers, great place. I'm looking forward to going to the Pinball Lounge. But it's not exactly the most accessible place. You probably have to fly into either Miami or Tampa and then a couple-hour drive from there. There's an airport, so like from Chicago, I can fly to Fort Myers on Southwest. So if people get creative, you probably want to pick a U.S. destination that has Southwest as a hub, and then you could probably fly to Fort Myers from there, and it's right there. Okay. It'll be really expensive. I'm trying to discourage Europeans from coming because I'm also going to be on the cusp of getting in. I'm waiting for IFP to uh, do the latest update. I've got a couple of good scores coming in. The classics at, at Florida will help you, right? I got third. I think it should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just won a tournament this weekend for Pinball for Change, so that might help as well. Oh, was that the inaugural Ed Robertson becoming a professional pinball player tournament? Ed was there. Ed, listen, I know he listens, so I have to say this. We played Jurassic Park. I went 26-4, and four, and one of those four losses was oh. Ed Robertson coming back with a massive ball three on a game that he owns, I'll point out. And um, anyway, I was also thinking, you know what, it's nice to see him in these competitions. I don't want to beat him because then he'll cry. And, you know, so I thought, all right, I'll, I'll just lay down, give you a soft score to beat. 
And he did. No problem. I mean, well-earned. Not taking anything away from it. But that being said, he's texted me, I don't know, two, three days in a row. Hey, remember that time when I beat you on Jurassic Park? (laughs) (laughs) I let it go for a while. I'm like, hey, who won the tournament? Oh, man. Anyway, no, it's good to see Ed playing. But that brings me to the point of Flip Frenzies because you played in your first, I guess, maybe second Flip Frenzy when we had the big event in Chicago at Dead Flip. That's a great way to introduce people to pinball, I think. It's so much fun. And, I mean, in one night you played, what, 24 games for for the one you just won? 30. 30? I thought you said you were 20 and 4. 26 and 4. 26 and 4. You played 30 games. How long was the frenzy? Four hours with two 15-minute breaks. All right. And a nice mix of games, a great collection at Dave Smith's house. But there were some older games that certainly helped as well. I mean, it's to be able to get to play that much meaningful pinball in an evening is is awesome. I know that our monthly here switched back from Frenzy to just group match play because people were missing the social aspect of, of sort of the, the slower pace of that. But, you know, they'll play five rounds, which is, you know, everyone gets to play five games in three hours. The difference between five games in three hours and getting to play, you know, 20 games in three hours is crazy. Sure. Well, when we played at Dead Flip, I kept having to play your brother on Batman, and he was playing long game. Finally, he's got on ball one or ball two a score I've never achieved. I'm like, oh, look, I concede. Which, if those playing Flip Frenzies, please understand this. You cannot prearrange to say, look, we're going to play one ball. But if you're getting smoked after, I don't even know if it's, after two balls, maybe it's just after one ball, at some point you can go, look, I concede, I give you the win. That's allowed, and people don't understand that, I believe. Yeah, I heard, I've heard. i heard some people not understand that. And, you know, I think, I think what I've heard is that people make people plunge all the balls out, which is fine. I mean, it adds whatever to plunge all the balls out 30 seconds to the game. So it's fine. If people want to make people plunge out, it's fine. If people want to forfeit, that's fine. You just cannot collude between players to agree to play one ball no matter what or whatever. Is it still the, the fastest... That's the collusion part. Is it still yeah. the fastest growing pinball format tournament? I know years ago the three strikes was. Now we see fair strikes. That's, that's probably a better question for Becker, but I would assume that since Andreas added support for it to match play, that it is. I love the match play support. The old Excel spreadsheet was a nightmare. And <laughs> oh, and as a TD, <laughs> you weren't you the TD for the first one you ever did? I was, yeah, yeah. You couldn't have played. I, no, I, n- I never played and ran it. It was overwhelming. By the way, you came in, and I'm not making this up, you came in second in my tournament at Dead Flip, and we weren't full TGP, and I offered all four <laughs> players to say, look, if you want to play an extra game to get full TGP, you have to be unanimous. We'll do it. <laughs> and you were the one who said, no. You know what time I got home that night? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. By the way, how was that? Does Amanda listen to the show? Does she listen to anything, Pinball? She does now. Can I say some things? Oh yeah. So Josh, I actually, I actually, I asked her last night if 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 she was if you were going to get her on the podcast as like a birthday present to me, that would be like extremely sneaky of her. But she, uh, she was like, yeah, I couldn't bring myself to do that. I might have thought about it. I didn't try because I tried to actually have her on as a complete show one time. Right, right. And she just ignored me. I think blocked me or whatever the point is. I mean, it's it's her loss if I'm being honest. But. Um, <laughs> So what happened was you, it was a Wednesday night and you said, uh, yeah, I got a work function or something like that. And you showed up at uh, dead flip to play in a tournament you really needed to get to IFPA 17 next year. Yeah. And, and the truth is we actually did have a distributor to know that. Oh, quit it. Didn't, I just didn't go. Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) But you saved the invite, put it on the desk. Hey, look. 
That's right. If anybody asks where I am, I'm with the, the sales team and, and the COO at this dinner. So when you showed up at midnight to a crying baby and the other two going, where's daddy? Uh, what did you say? Yes, that, that fortunately the real distributor dinner was at the, we, this was before IAPA. So we have all of our distributors kind of come in to, to, to see what's new here that what we'll be showing. So we end up usually taking each distributor out to dinner. So there were like a dozen dinners that I had over the course of a two to three week period that there were enough other nights that went that late with the genuine dinner, you know, dinner and drinks out that uh, it was not a hard sell. All right. Call me crazy. I just like the honest approach. Hey, I'm going to play pinball. You, you know, Amanda says, are you playing pinball? You're like, no, no, I swear to God, it was an affair. I swear. Right, right. (laughs) We've been together. This is how we stay together for 18 years. She just, uh, it's better for her to not know. (laughs) That is good advice. I mean, it's not a lie. It's just not a full disclosure. Right. Correct? Exactly. That's the way to do it. By the way, somebody uh, wants to wish you a happy birthday here. Hold on a second. Josh, this is your dad. My God, you're going to be 40? You're only about five years younger than me. I don't know how these things happen, but hopefully the next 40, after I'm long gone, will be just as exquisite as these have been. Happy birthday. They have to be better, Roger. Let's be honest. Yeah, they do, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Isn't that nice? It's very nice. Very nice. Big plans for your 40th? Um... Kind of getting my uh, older brother's coming in with his family, and I have some friends coming up for uh, dinner on Friday night, and then my son's birthday, which was on the second, his par- his family party is on the seventh. So it's kind of everyone's coming in really for for Colin's birthday party, and the fact that my birthday is is within range. I think uh, I get the leftovers of the family leftovers, which is totally fine. That is good that Colin has his birthday just before you so that, you know, if it, yours ends in a zero, okay, it's kind of a big deal, but otherwise it's all about Colin, especially while he's young. That's right. And he actually, for the cutest thing this year, he just he t- randomly told me that he's very excited that our birthdays are so close together. Well, nice. Isn't that nice? That is good. Do you know what? My dad and I were three days apart as well. Oh. My dad was three days older than I was. And a few years. Is that for for real? Yeah. yeah, I'm January 27th. My late father was January 30th. How about that? So there you go. That is weird. Gosh, weird connection between us. Oh, my. You're right. Stop it. Okay, let's talk about bigger and more important things. We were at Florida, and a lot of people were at OBX, the final two events of the Stern Pro Circuit. Big change that you made this year, reducing the field from 40 making it 20 like it was, and that was something that was collected between yourself, Stern, and Papa. There was a big turnout, a big, big turnout at both events. Do you think this was a big factor in why there were so many people at these great events? Yep. (laughs) Can you elaborate? No, I mean, it just, in talking with the people there, it's like, why, you're never here. Why are you here? it, it, It was a real thing for people who were, who were chasing the circuit. There's no need to hypothesize if, if something was or wasn't. Just You can literally just ask the people that had never been to those events before why they went. And it was like 100% of the answers were related to the circuit. Wow. Especially those kind of on the cusp, too. And the travel stipend, you know, the guaranteed 600 bucks, I think also helped. 599 by the way. Quit saying 600 Give 599 away. Hey, 599 So are you, people should be self-reporting their income, by the way. I get that. Make it okay. easier. <laughs> Make it easier. 
Yeah, easier is the reminder for them to report their income by sending them a 1099. I'm just saying. You know, it's like... Hey, I don't do the, I don't do the 1099 for these things. You have to uh, talk to Elizabeth about that. Okay. I'm saying this out there. Elizabeth, I know listens. Hi, Elizabeth. There you go. There you go. Just a suggestion. Now, yes, people are going to show up because why not? You've got the bulk of your trip paid for, certainly for those driving, but... It's a great event and a chance to win a lot more. A new Stern and Box game plus $5,000 cash, a prize package for the winner over ten grand. That is going to be huge. Yeah, and I think, you know, the way the ladder works out, like if you were 17th, you know, you could literally, like if you can move yourself up three or four spots, it's like three or four free games to not have to play, and it gets you that much closer to bigger money. And that's why so many people showed up at the circuit. That being said, looking at the final standings, your brother, Zach, <laughs> is 21st. So it got me thinking. I'm guessing as great as it is to show up for this and be guaranteed money, the top 20, for whatever circumstances might happen, There's work. No there's no way 20, all 20 show up. So that being said, does somebody in the top 20 who knows they can't make it say, hey, look, Zach, I can't go or I won't go. You give me $600, you keep whatever else you have. Do you think some of those negotiations will happen? And do you think they'll fall all the way down to number 39? <laughs> Are you willing to pay everyone between 21 and 38? No. I've done the last two Stern Pro Circuits. They were fun. Let the better players play. And boy, you want to talk about better players. The top it's 20 are bad. all ranked 65. That's and what it's about. That's what it's about. It's oh, okay. No, hold on a second. Who is not going to be there this year is yourself, who won the thing two years ago. Alex Harmon, who came second last year. There are some great players not sure. in the top 20. And why is that? And I, I would say pull up. The performance, you want to go through my performance at circuit events this year or Alex's performance at circuit events this year? And then you tell me, based on that resume, if I deserve anything other than a kick in the nuts. I'll be glad to give it to you. <laughs> I mean, it, it was about, I was talking with Jim Belsito about this in Florida. Like, this was about my worst year of playing ever. Why was this a bad year for you? Just not a lot of play? Yeah, just bad play. Bad play? I don't know. It's like golf, man. I played well, got beat, played poorly, lost. And just like missed a lot of cuts. But I missed, this is all. I missed Pinberg. I missed Pinmasters. You didn't miss them. You played in them. You played before. Uh, well, you know, I missed getting to finals to be able to make a run on Sunday or Saturday, as the case may be, at Pinberg. How close were you at Pinberg? Oh. I was on the line, man. On the line. Do you like the tiebreaker? I actually do. I know it. it, and, it, it and I it say that as it fine. actually hurt me a year ago, but I still like it. It is what it is. I mean, I, I prefer to. I mean, like. I don't like it enough that that's what I do for my events. I like for bubble ties for, you know, there to be some sort of playoff for someone's tournament life. Mm. That's that's just what I believe in. I like it from the standpoint only of you got to keep things moving. I get it. Sure. I get it for that event too. But, like, I wouldn't support everyone doing that for ties for all events. You know, if there was a tie for 16th at Pinmasters, like we had with Kaylee and Jason, I wouldn't want the... Hey, who had the most hole-in-ones? Kaylee, sorry, man, you're out. Yeah, so your tiebreaker was play a game that you plunge and you tilt. Let's not talk about Black Rose. Yeah, way better system there. Well, you are going to get to play a little more next year, so hopefully there's a chance to play better in your 40s, and that starts off right at the beginning of the year with the IFPA Open. 
at Indisc. I'm excited to be there. I know you are too. I've been named the official podcaster of Indisc, which was very, very flattering when they came to me and asked me to do what I do there. It's going to be a thrill. So I want to talk to the people who are involved. To be you, fair, they, cle- they cleared that with me first and I okayed it, just to let you know. You actually serious? Yeah. They, they asked if I had a problem with it. <laughs> and I, I, I had to tell them that I genuinely didn't, but it would have been, it would have been almost better for me to put up a stink. But okay, so we, only do that on, we only do that on this show. It is going to be a thrill. I missed it last year. It is such a great event. And because it doesn't exist anymore, or at least in the last couple of years, to me it is the new Papa. It, is, it has all the games there in the beautiful museum that you can play and explore and see things you've never seen before. It's got all kinds of different matches. The women's match, a seniors match. You're so close now. Oh, what's the age for that? I assume 50. I think Papa's was 50 before. Okay. And I'm late January, so I miss it. Which uh, is, listen, there's enough pinball. I don't need to play in another tournament. I mean, the only thing missing from Papa was the split flipper tournament, which was fun as heck too, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah. But all it did was take time away from you from playing things like classics. And they've got the match play event. They've got, of course, the main event, the high stakes event, the open. Talk about the open and how this came about. Uh, I know that I've, for years, I, I've wanted to do, you know, a, an IFPA World Championship that wasn't limited to, you know, the 64 players that make the, uh, the, what, the IFPA World Championship, what has been running for the last 12 years or whatever. And, you know, logistically, my team, there's no way for, for us to be able to handle the size of the size that's required to bring all comers to an event. I think you'll see that even with Pin Masters. You know, the, the limiting of numbers is something that we need. We're, we're really good at knowing what we can handle. So for this, it was more important for us to be able to find, you know, what we, who we would think would be a worthy partner to, uh, to bring this open world championship to life. And... You know, the, the team of, of Jim and Carl and Jay and Bob and, and everyone out there, they're just you know, the best group of people. Get on microphone, that, you're, you're fading off. Oh, I'm, okay. They're the best group of people that my team could ever possibly want to work with. And seeing what they've done, you know, I think Indisc, was, that, was it at a bowling alley when it started? Oh, I don't know that. Ago, years ago, something like that? I'm going to be talking to Carl and to Jim very soon, talking about Indisc. And so I'll ask him. I didn't know that. That makes sense, right? It's, it was definitely, I feel like it was at some like nothing location. And it's what I've always believed about the growth of good events is the reputation of the people that run the events is the most important thing that drives the potential of where that event can go. And, you know, I, I see it now with like the especially with Carl, the arguments that we get to into of the, uh, the open Slack channel in terms of, like, attention to detail and quality. You know, Carl is spending money where, you know, I would be like, you really need to spend money on that? Why don't you just, like, not spend money on that? And it's like, well, this would be so much nicer. And it's like, yeah, man, a bunch of things would be nicer. But uh, there's no need to go into your pocketbook for it. And he is just the quality king, man. They take this very seriously. And I think the fact that they're also players... And, and high-level players at that, I think, you know, they can trust. It's sort of like Keith Elwin designing games. If you trust your own judgment that, like, hey, if I do this and, and I like it as someone who's, who's eating this meal, I think everyone else is going to like the food. Their detail is unbelievable, and that's one thing I really enjoyed. Because when you look at Papa and the old facility and how the event just grew and grew, and the number of people outgrew the facility, well, that's going to be the, the case 
for most tournaments that are as popular as this, look at why Pinburg has to be at the David L. Lawrence Center. Yeah, yeah. Indisc is at this wonderful facility in Banning where you get to explore all these other machines. It's a real treat, but not everyone can do it. And, you know, you and I joked, I think, on our last podcast about having limited entry circuit events. Well, the place can only hold so much wherever you're holding <laughs> it, right? I, and, I, and I kid with you about pin masters and stuff, but even pin masters, you found it's obviously outgrown because you can't do 72 anymore. Now yep. you've got 144 yep. and you're reserved the spot for the state and provincial championships. Listen, I'll say it because it's your birthday. That was a really good yeah. move. And that's, I don't think I'll be going this year, but... It's not because I don't want to, or I don't think it's a good event. It's just logistics. Well, but the, That's a significant lack of confidence that you're not going to win Ontario, my friend. Right, yeah. Becker's going to lay down for for me. I mean, what's he won? Four of the last yeah, five? There's no, there's no need to lay down, right? Just give it to him. No, I, I was happy to be second last year. Right, and right. because Becker works for the IFP, he gets to go there. Uh, so it's not like it's a matter of a choice for him. It's a it's a well earned vacation for all the hard work the guy does. He was actually telling me about December. My goodness, just I think you and I were in a chat where I looked this on this is on December third. I looked at how many pending events are in the state of Washington alone. Forty eight. Forty eight. That's more than most places have in a year. There's a lot, but let's just say Adam is extremely excited about some of the uh, shepherd behind the scenes workings for next year to lighten his load because it is. It's it's overwhelming. It's hitting that overwhelming point where, you know, I mean, I have, what do I have right now? I feel like I was fully caught up on IFPA-related emails at Free Play Florida, and I have 98 IFPA messages in my mailbox that, you know, some are over a week old now. It, it, it's just, man, it just never ends. Hold on a second. Looks like your little group needs to expand. I mean, Josh, you're busy with raw thrills. Zach is busy with Stern Pinball. Adam has his own job in Toronto. Shepard resents everything you put in front of him. <laughs> Time to expand the field. And as noted on Facebook, there are a lot of people looking for maybe some new blood that might be right there. Just a thought. Let's go. Light, anything to lighten the load. $10 fee per player. Let's get some of these events out of here. No, I want the rookie one though. That's the one I do want. Something for the rookie. It doesn't have to be monetary, as you pointed out, but I think something for a rookie. Get people excited about it. You know, that's why I laid down to Ed Robertson because I wanted to be excited about winning in a pinball tournament. I think he was fifth, by the way. You should. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested in running. I don't even know how to run that query, but you should uh, email the IFP inbox asking to run a query for who had the most whoppers earned in 2019 that had not previously earned any before January 1st, 2019 or something. I'm sure. Shep would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm sure he picked that up and run it. it, It's, I mean, that's, that's his, that's what he does for a living. So he could probably knock out that query in like seven seconds. Okay. I did hear a little rumor. One of the things on the IFPA site currently, and I don't know if this will be in the future, was the player versus player. I heard when I talked to Carl D'Angelo at Free Play Florida, I said to him, on your IE pinball, I like that it shows matchups when here's what Jason Werdrick did against Adam Lefkoff or whatever the case may be. I like that it showed that. And I was told that Shepard also liked that Carl did this because he was thinking about maybe dumping the player versus player. No, no. He's not, I don't think, I, I haven't heard that he's dumping it. I know that it's not correct. There's a lot of, uh, 
there's something off where one result is always missing. And he's like, he's, I know he's looking into rewriting how he gets those counts. That's what I've heard. Because I'll have, you know, we'll get an email from a father-son duo who have played each other seven times, and, and they'll ask, like, why is our record four and two against each other? And it's like, I, I don't know. I see that you guys have played seven times, but it's showing as, you know, six times. And I think Brian understands what's happening there, and, and his response is, I need to rewrite how this is done. Well, Josh, I know you're in a hurry getting ready for all your big 40 celebrations. I don't want to keep you. I'm very... Listen, I'll do this today, today only. This is it. I love what you do. I think you're a great guy. I'm still going to pick on you because it's fun as hell, but keep up what you're doing. Someone needs to Twitch clip that comment and they can just air it over and over again. <laughs> like I did when you said, I'm an idiot. I'm an That's idiot. Right. I'm an That's right. <laughs> Listen, I even scratched your original song too to put in that nice intro. Thank you very much for what the IFPA has done with the Open coming up in January in Banning, California. That's going to be a lot of fun, and I think that's probably when I'll see you next. We're looking yeah, forward to seeing... Yeah, I can't believe how close it is. It's like five weeks away or I something. I know. We will see how things turn out for the IFPA 17. I guess you have to know by a certain date, and then we've got the state and provincial championships on the third Saturday in January. There'll be two spots left over for the world championship based on the European champion and the North American champion. So 62 spots. How many countries will that be? We don't know yet. When do you have to find out all of that great information? I have to. So Shepard and I will get the season. You know, there's there's a, what's, what's turned into... I think most people call it the last chance Whopper Grab tournaments on like December 30th, 31st, whatever that uh, that I can see on the calendar. We give most tournament directors, you know, 72 hours, three or four days to submit everything they need to submit to make sure it's counted in 2019. And we'll make an announcement about when we lock 2019 and the results from there. So it's usually like January 5th, 6th somewhere in there and then once we lock the standings Shepard will generate all of the state and provincial finalists and I can generate the IFPA 17 finalist list and we can generate the women's world championship finalist list we gotta I get all those tables from Brian and then it's just a bunch of spreadsheets and invitations go out and registrations open and it's just a party it will be fun looking forward to it hopefully I can make it I think I've got a pretty good chance here being in the mid 50s not my oh, a- not is, my uh, age, but my rank. Is that are you counting the stuff that isn't in yet? And that's I'll, where you'll end up. I'll be fifty sixth or fifty seventh, not including. I mean, some Germans have to come out of the woodwork to to blow me away. I mean, I don't think I don't think there's been a cut line that you wouldn't have made it ultimately. You know, with everyone every year we have cancellations and whatever that. I think you're pretty safe. I think anyone in the top I don't. is pretty safe. You I, don't think you're safe? I don't. I did the list of everybody ahead, and I did it by countries, too. <laughs> and I've already emailed people, and they all say they're coming, <laughs> and no. can't do this anymore. When I went in 2018 for IFPA 15, that to me was the pinnacle that. Did I really legitimately make it? Yes and no. I was what first rank, on the cut list. Back then, 89th, I think. Yeah. 89th. Okay, so 89th got in back then. But that's the, last, that's the last North American data point. But it was in Canada. A lot of Americans didn't have passports or couldn't go across the border or didn't want to go across the border. But what's a lot? Five? Well, why wasn't Keith there? Why wasn't Donovan Stepp there? Why wasn't so-and-so-and-so-and-so? Those are all people that maybe should have been there but didn't. I mean, even this IFPA 17, Johannes Ostermeyer, who, by the way, this weekend might be the new number one player. Down, man. 
take it down. He well, he will. I, you know what? I heard Ray is flying to Germany. <laughs> I did talk to Ray. I said, "Hey, Ray, you got anything coming up? Because uh, Johannes has got the ho ho. You've got Ray's going to run ten events at his, at his house. <laughs> There's a bunch of bleeders too for Ray in January. So because of his success at Indisc, so I looked at his. I looked at Johannes. I'm like, even if if Ray wins some big things, it'll jump back up. But I think we're going to see a new number one. And Ray certainly didn't discredit what Johannes has done. I mean, he's an incredible player. We all know that. But Ray just said, look, I, I can't get to that many Whopper Farm tournaments, and there are a few that have been happening in Europe. I think that's going to start happening in North America. You watch for that in 2020. Five-day events. That's the that's that's the next thing. That's the new flip frenzy. That's the 20 trending and trending in 2020. Yep. Whopper Farming. I think so. Why not? Yeah, man. If you get a group of people together for for a certain amount of time period, you might as well play as much as you can. I'll tell you this. It has made me consider any tournament that I go to, is it one tournament or multiple tournaments? If it's one tournament, it better be a darn good one because one might not be enough. Now, that being said, you can shoot yourself in the foot. And I was talking to a bunch of people at Free Play Florida where I was playing the Classics and the Main, and it was close to make both playoffs. I luckily did. But you salvage time. You the, right. You run the risk. You run the risk. You were one of the few who made both as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Not without some close drive. Like, yeah, it wasn't a for sure thing, though. You were 16th out of 16 possible people to get in classics. That's how close it was, by one oh, point. Yeah. But because you need the points, you, you had to do it. So that is an attraction to me for Free Play Florida. I can play in two events. Even Pinburg, which is just one event. Well, really, it's two because there's intergalactic, and there's probably something on the Wednesday night before, too. Right, the uh, pin golf thing. Yeah. So I wonder if those type of tournaments that have just one event will hurt. Now, even the Sanctum has one event, but they have a Friday night strikes tournament, too. So technically, it's two. For those who, 24 hours, it's not enough pinball, they've got something for you. I feel like the original Whopper farming was the the IFPA World Championship week that we started back in IFPA 9, back in Seattle. It is. The, uh, so yeah, the local community has really stepped up and did pre-tournaments you know, all week for all the international people coming in. They did that in Italy last year. They did it, yeah. it uh, yeah. in the greater Toronto area when Becker hosted it in 2018 for IFPA oh, 15. Oh, that's right. Like Bluffs ran one. Bluffs, and, uh, Durham, and Cabin Fever. So there you go. Josh, go have some birthday cake. By the way, do something. You, do, do, do something right now. Weigh yourself today. And then talk to me in 10 years. I'm curious. what the, I mean, you're a pretty svelte is, guy. Is this a harder 10 than the, uh, the 30 to 40 10? The 40 to 50 10 years? Is, is that rougher? Here's what goes in your 40s, all right? Your vision, the old belt hole you used to love, and your metabolism. <laughs> all gone. See you later, Josh. All right. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. I'm Jeff Teolis. Just a man, a man's My wife won't let me play. Nothing but a man can never fail. I'll never win a major. I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot.